Today on CityCast Philly, the teachers and staff at Abbott Elementary kept us laughing for 13 episodes through a comedic spin on a typical year at a public school in Philly. Who knows when those kids will start arriving? They get here at 7.30. Every day? That's wild. Do you like pie? Fruit should not be hot. Sweet baby Jesus and the grown one too. My desks have been desked. We've got bigger fish to fry now. Oh, Jesus, my Branzino! Everybody out of the way! Out of the way! Well, have a great day, Ava. Don't tell me what kind of day to have. Getting all presumptuous and rude. (laughs) So when I saw that season two premiere this week, it made me wonder, how accurate is the show? It's Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Dale Mezzacapa, you're an education reporter for Chalkbeat Philadelphia, and you've been covering Philly schools for decades. So I'm dying to know, what's been your first impressions of Abbott Elementary? So I actually didn't watch it in the beginning. Why is that? I I don't know. I, I was a little hesitant, but then I binge watched it and I loved it um, because it's extremely well done. It's very amusing. It presents a accurate, if not complete picture of the challenges that teachers might face in in a Philadelphia school. I I guess that's the best way to put it. There's no real tragedies that occur. You know, you wouldn't expect that to happen. Um, You wouldn't expect a teacher to be confronted with an angry parent, which happens a lot. Um, you don't really get the sense that there's too many kids in the class, you know, which is true in some schools, you know, the characters are archetypes. I mean, the Cheryl Lee Ralph character is, you know, your classic, I've seen it all kindergarten teacher. Um, and, and just in general, the I've seen it all person, but what's really interesting about her, in addition to her being a great actress who I guess the Emmy was overdue that she is married to Vince Hughes, who's a state senator from Philadelphia, a Democrat, who is fighting for more uh, funding for Philadelphia schools or a fairer funding system in general that would bring more money to the Philly schools. So anyway, you know, that connection is so real. And she talks about, you know, the need for Philly schools to have more resources and for urban schools in general to have more resources. So I think that's terrific, too. Right. You know, I'm coming from the perspective also of a mom. And I think what um, the episode that really uh, hit me was when Cheryl Lee Ralph's character pulled um, the character played by Tyler James Williams. I think his name is Gregory Eddy. Pulled him to the side and like, hey, listen, try talking to a parent. And seeing why they're late all the time. (laughs) So that related to me a lot. Uh And so, yeah, like you you said, uh, you know, a lot of the characters kind of like accurately depict some of the public teachers um, that you've uh, talked with throughout the years. Yeah, I mean, one of the nice things is, you know, there's the. The South Philly teacher too, you know the 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 South Philly. (laughs) I love uh, it. Brash, you know, Italian. And yet she and the and the Cheryl Lee Ralph's character are, you know, best buddies, you know. Yes. And that's yes. kind of nice. And schools do form communities, 
you know, like that, school faculties. But, you know, I think the term sugarcoating is a little too strong, but it kind of downplays the challenges that they have, I think, a little bit. But that doesn't make it any less valuable or any less entertaining or any less worth watching. Well, let's dig into that a little bit, into the reality. Let's break down some of the issues that real schools actually have to deal with. Do you know how well Philadelphia schools are currently funded? They are underfunded is, I guess, the easiest answer to that question. And that was a big issue in season one where they're trying to figure out how can they buy a carpet, right? Right. I mean, the idea that they, you know, or that she tries to fix the light by herself because the light's always going out or whatever. (laughs) Right, right. But so there's a a lawsuit currently going on. There was a four-month trial. Uh, that was going on right when the series was on, um, in which uh, six school districts, several parents, including some from Philly, uh, and some advocacy organizations, including the NAACP, sued the state of Pennsylvania, saying that schools are not adequately funded. Philadelphia, which was under state control at the time that the lawsuit was filed, was not a plaintiff. However, uh, the superintendent at the time, Dr. Height, and the budget director, for the district, both testified in the trial about what Philadelphia needs that it doesn't have. So, you know, as I mentioned before, the idea of class size. Well, kindergarten through third grade classes can be up to 30 kids. That's and, a lot. You know, That's a lot. I know. And if you go to a suburban district, no way in, you know, would there be that many kids in, in a lower grade. And then above that, it's 33. So wow. um, trying to keep class size to a manageable level has been a perennial issue in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. It's in the contract, you know, about what the limits are, but those limits have not changed in a long time. Um, Mm. And that's how they base their budgets and their allocation of teachers are based on that assumption. Um, What would happen though, is that if there's like 32 kindergarten kids who show up in a school, they'd have to split it into two under the contract and have two classes of 16, which does happen, but is not guaranteed. So so there's that issue that's one of the results of, you know, the underfunding. Um, the buildings are old. Right, right. And, you know, I mean, they, they um, shoot it on a stage set in Los Angeles, apparently. But, um, you know, it gives the impression of an older school, although you don't, you know, like the, the thing with the light and all of that was sort of a nod to that issue. But, you know, I was just in a school yesterday on a story that was built in 1920-something, you know? <laughs> so the the average age of a Philadelphia school is something like 70 years. Their old buildings need a lot of work. In fact, you know, just recently, you know, one of the big stories for the opening of the school year was getting 500 air conditioners. Right, I remember that story. Yet yeah. it'll take five years for every school in Philadelphia to be adequately you know, their HVAC systems to be adequately up to date so that they can be heated when they need to be and they can be cooled when they need to be. And yeah, but Dale, why why would it take so long? Why would it take five years? Well, because there's so many of them. There's like 300 some odd buildings that the district uh, is in charge of and uses. And even if they had, if somebody just said, okay, here's $5 billion, then they need to find the people to do it. Right. And that's not... You know, and, you know, getting that many people to simultaneously um, work on these old buildings would, you know, it, it's a challenge. So there's 
several, you know, many, many reasons why it's impractical for that to to happen more quickly. So, like, have have you noticed more people talking about making Philadelphia public schools better since the show came out? So Joyce Abbott, she was a teacher in the school that Quinta Brunson went to, and she is the um, person who she named the school after. And, and, and Joyce Abbott just retired. And she spoke, Joyce Abbott did, at a conference that I was at recently. And, you know, she said the gun violence in the city wasn't reflected in the, in the series. Right, right. And gun violence and safety issues are super important. It's on a lot of parents' minds. I mean, Dale, I, I guess it would be hard to talk about in a comedy series. Yeah. You know, the typical Philadelphia school, there's safe corridors. Um, you know, this is about an elementary school and mostly focusing on teachers of young children, but many of them have seen trauma in their families, have relatives and friends who have been shot. And all the schools have safety officers, uh, school police. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not every school is unsafe. I'm not trying to say that in any way, shape or form. But right, the right. gun violence epidemic in Philadelphia really does impact teachers and students. Um, and I'm not sure how they could possibly deal with that in a lighthearted way. And, you know, the other thing that Joyce Abbott said at this conference that I thought was Interesting. Um, she had a, she also talked about how you know most of the kids in Philadelphia uh, still read and and do math below grade level. The other thing is that the black teacher population in the school district is actually declining. It's less than it was twenty years ago in terms of percentages, which is not you wouldn't get that feeling from this show. But you know I don't know. Again, I think it's asking too much of them to to do that right like they like basically why should this comedy series maybe like solve all yeah the yeah I mean, or address all the issues that real schools face right you know one thing um and i just want to say shout out to the teachers shout out to my teachers right um for getting me this far thank you so much <laughs> um especially my broadcast teachers um in high school uh one thing i love about the show is the reference to black male teachers. And this, again, is uh, the character Gregory Eddy, played by Tyler James Williams. And recently, Chalkbeat reported that Martin Luther King High School um, here in Philadelphia became the first high school in the district to have black men teaching the four core subjects, math, English, science, and history, to freshmen. So, Dale, why is that significant? Well, because there's been research, and I've done a lot of stories in the past about uh, the importance of students having teachers who look like them. There's research being done that said that when black students who have black teachers in early grades had a, had a much higher likelihood of graduating from high school. But one of the, you know, the big realities in schools in Pennsylvania and in Philadelphia is that the system is, continues to be, for the most part, segregated. 
Yeah, I had a I had a black teacher for my second grade. Um, she was so cool. Like she was into Star Trek. Right. She had the Star Trek ship hanging in the classroom, and she was just like, like she would do that sign where you like split your fingers. Right. Right. right, right. <laughs> um, I go. can't really. Our audience can't see me do it, but yeah. I think y'all know what I'm talking right, about. Right. Um, but yeah, I've I could count on my hand like how many black teachers. And I think I had um, a black teacher in a high school mm-hmm. and I, I went to Upper Darby High School and I grew up in the um, like Drexel Hill area. Right. So I had one black teacher, but she taught us like computer, like how to type on a computer. But that's about it. Yeah. So that's a real issue. The, the one thing that I thought was a little off was that the young black male teacher said that he was you know, teaching because he applied for a principal's job and he couldn't get it. And it's mm-hmm. rare that somebody will jump immediately into being a principal. You know, you know, like you, most principals start out as teachers. And unless I was missing something, it seemed like that narrative was a little off, you know, like um, that, <laughs> okay. you know, that he would, uh, he could, he didn't get an appointment as a principal, so he's a teacher. But then, of course, he loves it and he wants to keep doing it. The other, the other character who I think is great is the principal, who is really a caricature oh of my the principal. <laughs> and yes, <laughs> I, I hope there's no principals no. like her. <laughs> but she's a, but, you know, even, you know, she has her redeeming quality. I mean, she does care about the kids. So I'm really interested, you know, in, in seeing where they take the second season and what they choose to focus on. Dale Mezzacapa, education reporter for Chalkbeat Philadelphia. Thanks so much for being on CityCast Philly. Well, thanks for asking me. And this is a fun thing to talk about. And here's what else Philly's talking about. On the subject of schools, Arts Academy at Benjamin Rush High School here in the city recently received a National Blue Ribbon Schools of Excellence Award. Congrats also to local teen Talicia Darius, who was selected as the 2022-2023 Philadelphia Youth Poet Laureate. Darius is a senior at Hardy Williams Mastery Charter School. And this might be fun for some upcoming events. Club Pass, which is a new way for you to see some really cool concerts in the city, gets you into nearly every show at the TLA, Fillmore and the Foundry from October 1st through December 31st. And 6ABC reports that Phil and Jim's Adelco Steak Shop just won Best Hoagie on Earth. On Earth? On Earth, though? I've got to check them out. Congrats to them. Oh, when that music plays, that means it's time for us to go. But I had a blast today here on CityCast Philly. All right, now the shout outs to the team. Our lead producer is Alexandra McMahon. Our producer is Abby Fritz. Our newsletter editor is Brittany Valentine. And our host is me, Trinae Nuri. Music is by Philly's own Interminable. Listen, we want y'all to spread the good news. So tell your friends about CityCast Philly. Have everyone rate the show, leave a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. Have a great weekend. Be safe. We'll see you back Tuesday with more news from around the city. Bye. It's Thursday. Hold on, my kids. Y'all gotta be quiet.